Is there something about the atmosphere this year that's causing us to get so many atmospheric rivers? That's sort of the million-dollar question, and I think that as the next few months go by, there will be a lot of studies done to try to understand what was going on with the large-scale atmospheric circulation that made these events so prevalent this year. Typically, to produce these, these really strong atmospheric rivers that are going to deliver a lot of precipitation to California, and they benefit from two things. One of them is sort of uh, the energy that's typically associated with the jet stream, and the other is the moisture that's typically more associated with the subtropics. Now, what usually happens is that that jet stream energy is kind of further north across like the Pacific Northwest, like Oregon and Washington, and that subtropical moisture is further south, like Southern California and Point South. I mean, thinking like subtropics, places south of like 25 degrees north latitude, something like that. There have been an unusual number of instances this year where the way the pattern has organized itself over the Pacific, we've had both that stronger jet stream energy coming further south toward California and that higher moisture content from the subtropics coming north toward California. So that really potent combination of those two factors that usually are a little more disconnected but have have often been very much connected this year, I think think at a very high level that can explain explain why there have been so many of these this year. It takes more than just a mass of moist air to produce rain and snow. That moist air must be cooled, must be chilled, much like you chill air by blowing into a freezer and producing a small cloud with your breath. A common way to cool air is to lift it upward. The storm can lift the air upward by something called the warm conveyor belt. The warm conveyor belt is is something that was essentially identified in, in the 70s this feature within extratropical cyclones, many, um, many of them, but not all of them, typically the stronger ones, it's an area just south and east of the low pressure, usually where the air, the warm air is rising very rapidly over the warm front. In some cases, the warm conveyor belt isn't what produces the precipitation because the atmospheric river just runs into a mountain boundary. And when the atmospheric river runs into a mountain boundary, like the Sierra Nevada, for example, that is as effective or more effective at lifting and condensing that water vapor within the AR as like a warm conveyor belt or the storm itself would be. So you don't even really need a warm conveyor belt, for instance, to get heavy precipitation in the Sierra Nevada. If you just point the atmospheric river directly at those mountains, that air will be forced to rise, it'll cool, it'll condense, and all of the moisture will will condense into snow and rain and fall out. John, it's been really good talking with you. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Alan. I'm speaking with Dr. Jonathan Rutz of the Center for Western Weather and Water Extremes. That's with Scripps Institution of Oceanography at UC San Diego. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller.